Hello, and welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis, eating psychology coach and nutritional therapist. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, body image, self-love, and creating a healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it will positively influence your life. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Once again, I'm always happy for you guys to be here with me. Uh, We are going to cover a pretty in-depth topic today. Um, I want to talk about eating disorders and I've wanted to talk about this for a while Um, and in my last podcast episode you would know I spoke about binge eating and some of the causes and some tips I guess for you guys to take home Um, but I really want to talk about eating disorders as a whole so if you don't already know I suffered from bulimia and binge eating for a number of years and this is actually why I am where I am today because of what I went through Um, through all of my healing, I realized my passion for wanting to help others in this field and I just dove straight into it. So before we begin, I need to start by reading out a listener's review. And this review is from a lady named Kelly. And she said, hi, Melanie, my name is Kelly and I am a big fan of yours. I have type one diabetes, disordered eating and a lifetime supply of body image issues that come from the before mentioned, as well as the usual society projected image of what beauty should look like. I am in therapy currently trying to manage all of these issues, which in turn have been negatively affecting my type one diabetes, which is a daily burden in and of itself. When my doctors told me that most of my issues stem from a low self-esteem, I became more aware of how negative and plain nasty I am to myself throughout each and every day. It's sad. I stumbled across your podcast this past week and have found such peace and finally hope from listening to them. I cannot thank you enough. Please, please, please continue to make podcasts. I could really use more of your knowledge on overcoming binge eating, self-love, and how to take the baby steps to get body acceptance, not comparing yourself to others, not even just looks-wise, but relationship-wise, and trying to please everyone and worrying about what others think. After I fell in love with your podcast, I tried to search to see if you had written any books because I would love to read them. And are there any books on the above topics that you found helpful or that you suggest reading for someone who's binge eating has truly taken over and is causing depression and weight gain and self-esteem and self-love issues. Thank you for your time and thank you for being a body positive role model. We need more beautiful souls like you. So first of all, thank you so much, Kelly. Um, I always say how much this means to me, and I truly mean it every time I say it. And secondly, I do have a book available. It's an ebook. It's called Why Can't I Lose Weight? And it taps into the psychological reasons as to why some of us have weight issues, um, what's going on in our body, what's happening um, physically to us uh, in certain situations and in certain psychological you know, thought processes. Um, so if you are interested in my ebook, I will give it to you absolutely for free. You just need to email me at L Y H underscore podcast at outlook.com. And I will send it straight through to you. So eating disorders are complex psychological and physiological challenges that require much more than simple determination and a strong will to conquer. So many people and women in particular will deal with them at some point in their lives. And while eating disorders are generally seen as a form of mental illness, 
As an eating psychology coach, I see them as so much more than that. So eating disorders can be a powerful opportunity to look deeper into our lives at the underlying issues that inevitably have nothing to do with food. Eating disorders are actually a doorway into our life, our culture, our family system, and our world. And although eating disorders affect a great number of people in the world, they're not all caused by the same thing. So there's no common soil in which they grow, if that makes sense. Instead, causes of our eating disorders are quite various, and no one can say for sure how exactly they arise. So... As I said, in today's podcast, I want to dive into some of the causes of eating disorder and give you some take-home tips. So some of these reasons that I go through may not ring true to you. So it may not be your specific reason for having this eating disorder, but what it might do is bring you a little bit more insight into why you are struggling and what messages or what the messages of the eating disorder may be. Um, So as I said, some of these topics, it's probably going to be completely wrong for you, but listen to the underlying message of each of them um, and apply them to yourself. The first topic I want to cover is control. So eating disorders in particular, I am speaking about bulimia and anorexia, create a sense of control. So you can eat whatever you want and just throw it back up or you can choose to eat nothing at all or you can choose to eat everything in your path so whatever the circumstance it's completely your decision when we have lost a little bit of our sense of control we often go for behaviors that give us symbolic control as a way to feel a sort of power in the world in a life where we feel like we're getting a little bit beaten up So if I'm a young person and there's a high level of stress in my life or there are many circumstances around me that are out of my control, yeah, I want to find a way to control things. So an eating disorder is one way to do that. And especially if you can control your weight, because when we control our weight, this seems to control how we think people will love us or not love us. There's such a massive attachment to being skinny and being loved or being skinny and being accepted in this society. And there's a stage that many people, men and women, will go through in an eating disorder. And not everybody has this stage, but many do. And it's a stage where we become so wedded to the eating disorder. So we become extremely attached. It's like it's our significant other and it becomes our intimate other. It becomes kind of special and your eating disorder has a special quality to it, meaning it's yours. It's your thing that you have behind closed doors. Nobody else can have this thing. Nobody else can have control over this thing. And you are in control of it. So you can eat one cookie. You could eat 12 cookies. You could purge once. You could purge twice. You can literally do it any time you want, any day that you want. Whatever it is, it gives you a sense of control in a world that may not feel in control. So this eating disorder, you can control. And it makes perfect sense. And in a way, it's kind of smart. But... Letting go of this eating disorder means that you have to be willing to do the work to create control in other areas of your life. Our body is 
constantly trying to keep us in what is called homeostasis. And this means like balance or stability. And if there are areas in your life that are out of control, you need to work on ways that will help you feel a little bit more in control. The ways to do this is to sit down and write any areas that cause stress in your life or cause you to feel out of control. And sometimes we don't even realize what these things are until we actually take the time to stop and think. And we go, okay, these are the main areas in my life that cause me to feel out of control. And once you have pinpointed these areas, you need to work on then implementing steps to help gain that sense of control back. So the way to do this will be very subjective to every person and it will be personal to you. But as I said, our body is always trying to be in a sense of balance. So if you are out of balance in one area, it's going to try and fix it up. And this happens a lot with people who are binge eaters. Um, and a lot of the time we are macronutrient deficient. So we might be deficient in carbohydrates. A lot of people who are on the paleo diet and they have a low carbohydrate intake, their body knows that it's out of balance in carbohydrates. So it will crave carbohydrates it will crave food and a lot of the time people binge eat and they're like I don't know what's happening I don't have control and it's because your body is trying to create that balance again it's trying to get you to eat the carbohydrates because that's what the body needs and this is the same in so many other situations not just food related Um, anything at all it could be work it could be relationship it could be friends it could be our social life So figuring out where your main stresses are, where your main uh, areas are that are out of control and trying to balance that out. The second area that I want to look at is past history of abuse. And that could be sexual, it could be physically or verbally abusive. And oftentimes, if we suffer from a type of abuse, we will then apply self-abuse to ourselves. And this can be in the form of an eating disorder. A large number of girls and women who seek treatment for eating disorders have been the victims of sexual or physical abuse in their lives. And these type of traumatic events affect the psyche and the self-esteem of these victims. And this devastation can then manifest itself in the form of bulimia, anorexia nervosa, or other food-related disorders such as binge eating. So when someone is sexually abused at an early age... They may use eating as a way to take control over their body or feel the need to punish themselves and their bodies because of lingering guilt or shame. And oftentimes this punishment can appear in the form of a nutritional deprivation. On the other hand, overeating can also stem from a need to fill this emotional void left by abuse or violence. And there are some events that we experience in life that you just can't fix. You can't just get rid of them. So we try to get rid of them symbolically. And I want to take bulimia, for example. This type of eating disorder is symbolic in the way that you are taking an event or an experience and you are throwing it out. You're literally vomiting out something in the past, something that you couldn't fix. It's like a voice or a scream in a way. For a long time, I actually thought that my eating disorder was because I was an elite athlete and there was a lot of emphasis and a lot of pressure on me to be a certain size. And this pressure did come from external, you know, people, but it was also a lot of internal pressure that I placed on myself, which probably wasn't that necessary. 
And this was true in a way, but deep down that wasn't the actual cause. I was suffering because I was physically and verbally abused by my very first boyfriend quite badly. And this relationship made me have pretty bad self-esteem. It made me hate my body. I hated my personality. I didn't like who I was. And to be honest, I never actually dealt with what I went through. And this eating disorder I know now was a symptom for my suppressed emotions, my suppressed feelings, my suppressed memories in a way. I just kind of like pushed it all away. And I was only 15 years old. So I feel like I was pretty resilient at that age in the way that I could push it away and get on with my life. And I never, I mean, I thought about it, but it never affected me. It didn't affect me up until I got my eating disorder. And I think that eating disorder was... I mean, it was brought on by being an elite athlete and having that pressure on me again um, because that did damage my self-esteem, but it kind of dug deeper into those emotions and brought them out, um, yeah, in the way of bulimia and binge eating. So I truly do believe that every single eating disorder is a reminder or it's a symptom that you haven't yet dealt with your trauma or you haven't yet dealt with something that you've gone through. And if you are resonating with this, please, please do yourself a favor and go and talk to someone. Go see a professional. I know how daunting it is to bring up past emotions, but your body, your mind, and your emotions need to be released. If you continue to push them down, even if you overcome your eating disorder, it could then still show up later as illness um, because it creates a toxic environment inside your body if you don't deal with these harsh and violent and traumatic emotions and feelings that you have and I remember I actually remember not long ago because I have definitely dealt with a lot of things in my past but there's still a lot of healing that even I have to do and I feel like everyone's always going to be healing and that's absolutely fine but I remember a while ago I was at this um, yoga session and the lady said that it was like a um like an intensive, like a yoga intensive, I guess I'd say. It was like a three-day thing. And I remember the lady said that, okay, tomorrow's session we're going to be looking at um, a specific topic. And she said that doing these specific things, we're going to bring up probably a lot of emotion. And she's like, you might cry and blah, blah, blah. And I remember dreading going to this session because I was like, I don't want to cry. Like, I don't want to cry. What? I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel sadness and I think it was because I felt as though I probably wouldn't have stopped if I allowed myself to feel everything that was inside of me that I pushed down I don't know if I would have been able to stop it and I would have been embarrassed and all of that and that just showed me how much healing I still had to do and until you allow yourself to feel and release all of those emotions that are inside of you you're not going to be able to heal fully So I want you to just sit with that for a little bit and just see if it rings true for you and see if it's something that you might, yeah, need to work on for yourself. So the next topic and the last topic I want to dive into is, look, I feel like I need to dive into this topic for way longer than what this podcast is going to be. Um, I do like to keep my podcast a little bit shorter just because I don't want to bore you guys, but if there's any of these topics or any of the things that I talk about that you really want me to elaborate on, just let me know. Cause this next one is 
I feel like needs more explanation. Um, but if it does resonate with you, just send me an email, send me a message on Instagram and I'll go into a little bit more of an in-depth, um, look into it for you. So this topic is that you have a bad relationship with your mother or she has had body struggles herself. So behaviors exhibited by our parents can actually greatly affect on whether or not you develop an eating disorder. The attitudes of our parental figures are so important in the development of any child's psyche. So when a parent has an unhealthy relationship with food or their body, they reflect that way of thinking to their child. For instance, a mother's unhealthy body image and obsession with like calorie counting is so easily transferred to her teenage daughter. And a recent study actually found that more than 40% of girls who were undertaking a diet were doing so because their mothers told them to. So if a parent tells their child to diet or to lose weight, they are immediately planting the seed of negative body image as if their body right now is not enough. And it's so damaging. And I feel like it's something that if you hear your parent say a comment like that to you, this person is the person who's supposed to love you more than anything in the entire world. And they're supposed to look at you and see nothing but beauty. But if they're looking at you and seeing fat, chubby, needs to be skinnier, that is a very deep subconscious thought that you will hold on to for a very, very long time. A woman's relationship with her body tracks her relationship with her mother. And this is true for a lot of women. Here's what that means for those who have a distant or maybe a challenging relationship with their mother. You have a certain comfort zone. So you stay there, mum. I'll stay here. We're not going to talk about anything in depth because it might get me upset. It might make me mad. It makes me uncomfortable to talk to you or we might argue. If you are a female, your model your role model in life is your mother. And if you're a male, your role model for being a male is your dad. It's just how it works. So you are modeling after your mum. You're matching her as a child. You don't even realize that you're doing it, but you are actually tracking her. And if your mum, this one person who you're modeling after, if she's not comfortable in her own body, It means that you've never had a role model for someone who's comfortable in her own body and in her own skin. So for better or for worse, you're now trying to discover how to do that on your own, which is hard. And when we continue through life with role models that aren't really shaping a happy and a healthy path for us, it can be hard for us to pull ourselves out of this path or off this path. But it is doable. It's definitely doable. And the biggest tip I can give for anyone who has experienced this is to actually connect with your mother. The more that we connect and the more that we talk, the more that we can understand that the issue with body image isn't our issue to have. We don't need to carry this mental weight around with us anymore. And we need to do self-reflection And you need to reconnect with yourself. A lot of inner work needs to happen to really figure out how we feel about our bodies, not how someone 
else feels about our bodies and how they have grown up feeling about their body. So eating disorders are a reminder that there is more work to do. You're not finished yet. And the more you get present with yourself and your life and your feelings and your emotions and your past, the more these symptoms will actually start to fade. They're not going to go away unless you have healed. If any of these ring true to you, I want you to have a think about what you may not have dealt with in your past yet or in your current life. It doesn't have to match with any of the topics that I covered in this podcast. It could be a death in the family, a challenging relationship, a divorce, a highly stressful job, or maybe a person, a miscarriage, any event that causes you pain and discomfort. And I want you to know that you should never, ever hesitate to seek help because I did and I wouldn't have been able to do it alone. And don't be afraid to revisit past emotions. Sometimes like we need to create an environment that we feel safe to just let these emotions pass through us, but we really need to feel deeply. We might need to cry. We might need to be alone. The more that we can let go of the things that are holding us back, the quicker we can move forward. So before we finish off this podcast, I just want to remind you all of the phrase that I've said a few times, which is that eating disorders are not the issue. It is the symptom. So it is a reminder that there is more work to do. You are not the issue. Your eating disorder is not the issue. You have done nothing wrong. You need to be gentle on yourself and realize that it's not you that's the problem. You just need to do more work. So thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I hope that for anyone out there who is suffering, I hope that you know that you're not alone and that it is something that you can definitely, definitely overcome. Um, There is so many people out there who love and support you and I am here 100% for any questions or any thoughts. And as I said in the middle of this podcast, I try to keep this podcast kind of short just because I don't want to um, bore people too much. But if there's a topic that I'm covering and you're thinking to yourself, that kind of rung true to me, I kind of resonate with that, but I need more detail, send me an email. I am more than happy to answer any questions and, and create a whole podcast just around one single thing. So my email is lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com and my Instagram is bearxbrave. So I hope to, yeah, be with you guys in my next podcast. Um, Have a lovely week. Hopefully you had a good weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to contact me, my email is lyh underscore podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram, which is bearxbrave. Cannot wait to be with you guys in my next podcast.